This episode of The Scandal Podcast is brought to you by The Scandal Podcast After Dark. Each week during the scandal season, after our regular show, we give you amazing highlights and conversation in the after dark. If our show is rated PG, then the after dark is rated R. We laugh, we chat, and we give you exclusive access to us in this community. You also have bonuses in the after dark that you won't see anywhere else. So go to dramaqueenbooks.com backslash support and join us. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Scandal Podcast. It has been a long road, y'all. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Okay, so let me explain why I'm excited. We are increasing the quality of this show. We are, um, we just look, we just got intro music that's a little bit different from what we've been listening to for what, three, four seasons now. And I'm so excited about it because we are really, really doing some different things. Now, this is one of the reasons I love audio, love podcasting, love radio. You all know um, I've been on radio for a very long time. I just uh, put up a post a, a day ago or so on Facebook and I was asking the people that, you know, know me or who, whoever wanted to chime in if they love podcasts, like what podcasts do you listen to? Why do you listen to them? What is the format that you enjoy? And I uh, got a couple of responses. One person was like, oh, you know, I love the show we did together. I'm like, we did a show. <laughs> I literally was like, what are you talking about? Because I've been on radio for a very, very long time. I don't know if you all know that, but I have. I was on WPAL in Charleston. Um, I was on uh, Heaven 1390. We had such high ratings on Heaven 1390 that they moved us over to 99.7 FM star 99.7 in Charleston. Uh, and then I was also, I also started my own, uh, radio station. It was called Poet Speak Radio because you, some of you all know as well, I used to be a a spoken word artist. So, (laughs) so in those iterations of my former lives, (laughs) they, it, it all led me to the same place. Uh, when we did I used to have a show on Star 99.7. It started out on Heaven 1390, where we would talk about issues in um, women's uh, women's issues, basically, and trying to help women to increase their lot in life on that show. I've been pretty much doing the same thing, banging the same drum for (laughs) for a long time. Right. So when you listen to us talk about things in Scandal on Scandal and I hear Katrina's point of view and she's such a, you know, an advocate for women's rights and um, equality across the board for feminism or even for womanism or just for women in general and standing up for those rights. I am such an advocate of the things that she says because a large part of me is the same way. (laughs) So it's always like me sitting there like, yeah, Katrina, go. (laughs) So sometimes we we tend to get a little long-winded. And even when 
Langston, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of my co-hosts. So I'm a fan of their views. I'm a fan of what they say. I'm a fan of how they look at life. And I'm a huge fan of, of course, um, Eldia as well. She and I kind of take the reins on this episode of the podcast. And I just wanted to, you know, say that, that we are advocates in the spaces that we occupy. And that translates very well into this show. But what I was so uh, surprised by is when I put that question up, people chimed in that I had done shows with before, not necessarily as co-hosts, but even people that have been guests on shows that I've done before. And I thought that was pretty neat. I was like, oh, look at this. This is such a love fest. They were like, we listen to your show. I'm like, yay, (laughs) because it made me happy to hear that they do listen, or at least that they are still engaged with the media that I make. And um, I also put up another post about the presidency and what's going on in the US right now on my Facebook page, my personal page, not my Facebook page page. because I realized I am a large part of us as entrepreneurs. If you are an entrepreneur and you're listening to this, or even if you're an employee and you're listening to this, we tend to believe that our beliefs or our ideologies that come from the core of us should not be voiced in a public medium because of the idea of backlash and what may happen if we really voice what we truly believe or truly think. And I had to say to myself today, as I was driving my daughter to school, you know, I am media. (laughs) I am a part of media. There's really no reason for me not to state what I believe in because those people that, uh, the people that do believe in, uh, in agreement with what I believe will support that. And the people that don't will not. And even if you don't support my views or what I believe, just like if you were to put your views out and someone didn't support your views and what you believe, the reality is somebody will. There, there's always somebody for everybody, right? And that's one of the reasons we love that there are several different scandal podcasts, several different points of view on this show, several different um, types of people in the casting of the show, because we all have a voice, we all have a point of view, and it is really about how you decide to use it and brandish it in the world so that you are making the world a place for good. So that's pretty much what I wanted to state coming in here on the show today. What we are going to be experiencing is a little bit better quality audio. Okay. I do believe my uh, Scandal Podcast fellow um, hosts, they actually did a really good job with the audio today. We had minimum amount of audio issues, so there should be no uh, problem with you all listening back on the audio. I told y'all we were stepping it up here in 2017, and I'm so excited that you all are here to experience that. Now, make sure you share this podcast with a friend. Make sure you tell someone about this podcast or even rate it so that you are able to be in conversation with us. We are continuing to uh, have our show be taped live. So if you're going to dramaqueenbooks.com backslash live review, because that's the URL, it's dramaqueenbooks.com backslash live review to join us for the next episode, because this next episode we're going to be doing is the recap, Scandal Rewind of 5B. So we're not just focused on 5, we, we did 5A this episode, and then we'll do 5B on next episode, and then we'll start with the regular Scandal C 
season. And we're still going to be recording on Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So join us there if you have the chance or the ability to do so. And those of you that register but do not join will also have the opportunity to watch us live on the recap. So there are some options there for you so that you can watch. Uh, We are not putting up the full version of the show on YouTube. So I'm just going to let you all know that we are not putting up the full versions of season five or season six, sorry, on YouTube. We will be putting it in the after dark. So if you want to watch videos of us talking about the show rather than just listening to us, it will be in the after dark, but it will not be in um, on YouTube. So That's all I had to share with you all. I'm going to go ahead and let you listen to the show. LD and I held it down as best as we possibly could. Um, Katrina was not available on this episode, but Langston did um, pop in and we talked on the after dark as well with him. So it was a great time had by all. Okay, so I can't wait for you all to listen. I'm just going to go ahead and leave you to it. So Eldia, what have you been doing on the break, on this scandal break? You know what? You know what? I, I haven't been doing a lot. I've been working like crazy because I work in retail. So obviously it's holiday for me. Um, and then I'm just getting to my like lull period because we just did inventory. So things are kind of calming down for me. Not at sales at every other day. <laughs> and I actually didn't even celebrate Christmas with my family because that's how much I was working. So I, I owe people Christmas gifts. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to be doing home. that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Like, I really do. Like, I got no one nothing for Christmas. So I'm going to have to do some shopping. And that's what I'm be wrapping. But at least it's not in the holiday season. So the gifts probably will be a little bit cheaper. So there's that. I have been building my business as usual, working like a crazy person, just like you um, over the holiday. And I've gotten some really good things. My Academy launched again um, this month. So I have some ladies that are joining us for that season of things. And we're just out here building fantastic brands and businesses and I love it. I love what I do. It's just good. <laughs> and you look like you lost. Yeah. See, and I love it too. You look like you lost some weight, girl. I did. Oh, you look good. I did. It's all those like running in the back steps. It's like, that's like my workout every day. I just run. There isn't a day where I probably don't do 15,000. So that's, that oh, helps. Wow. Uh, Cassandra says Voldemort pushed back our yeah. January. Push back. We were talking about yes. that. <laughs> we Cheeto talk don't stop no show. We about to get it in. No. So this is what we decided to do, you guys, since you all are here with us and y'all are live. We are going to focus on season five, season five uh, A, just uh, episodes five through nine for this show. So we'll focus on that. And we're only going for 45 minutes. So we're not going to take up a ton of time and everything else that is not discussed on in that 45 minute time frame will be discussed in the after dark. Yes, the after dark is back, my people. (laughs) And if you have joined us in the after dark and you decided to take part in that, which is dramaqueenbooks.com backslash support, then you need to log in in order to access the next 
episode, the next show, the After Dark for today. So please make sure you log into your dramaqueenbooks.com. Well, if you've already signed up, log in so that you can sign up for today because that is what the... Um, the thing is for the form is for that's inside of the after dark. Hello, Kamara Harrington. Hello, Cassandra and Hello. All right, so we're gonna get started because I know y'all are probably like, we only got 45 minutes of y'all doing all this rambling and talking. So there were nine episodes <sighs> in season five ALD. Which of the three were your favorites? The three episodes that probably were my favorite was I really liked the candidate episode with Melly, where Melly and Frank went like toe to toe. I really liked getting to see Mel and Liv like really work together, like figure out a way to really work together, I should say, because they had, they had worked together previously. But it was like where Olivia finally told Melly, let me do what I do. Like, you've got to back off. You can't be Melly, almost. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that was one of my favorite episodes. Another one of my favorite episodes, anytime Papa Poop is in an entire episode, I'm okay with that. So I actually really like the Jake, the Jake episode that was all about him and his past um, because I can't get enough of Papa Pope. I hate to say it. I, I still love him. He's still on my list. And then my other <laughs> favorite episode was obviously the Live and Fitz episode where they broke up and all that drama happened, which I'm sure we'll get more in depth to at some point, but that was my favorite episode. So for me, I only had one favorite episode to be honest. And that was um, dog whistle politics. Like that was, that was my favorite. Did y'all yeah. have any favorite episodes uh, this season? You guys in the chat room, tell us what your favorite episode was, but dog whistle politics was my favorite really because honestly now, now I look at things and I'm always like, that's dog whistle politics. Right. Yeah. That happened. We'll get to that in a second. So that was your favorite episode. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the pivotal episodes in season five A. And in your opinion, what were the pivotal episodes? And so, because I haven't really run down what the episodes are, let's kind of go through them because I know you probably are like, well, what was five A and what was five B and Jesus? Like, come on. Right. Be clear. Okay, Let me so let's see. Talk about I'm like 5A um included Heavy is the Head, Yes, Paris is Burning, mm-hmm. Dog Whistle Politics, You Got Served, Get Out of Jail Free, Even the Devil Deserves a Second Chance, Rasputin, and Baby It's Cold Outside. Those are the nine episodes that we are discussing today. So what do you feel were pivotal episodes in this season, in this 5A season, Eldia? I felt like the the kickoff episode, Heavy as the Head, was a was a big one because it set the tone for the season. I think coming into season five, we didn't really know where the show was gonna go based off of where it had yeah. ended. And then like you had the news coming out that it could possibly be the last season. And then, you know, word kind of started to trickle out about just a lot of changes happening at the network and like how much, like how much were they really going to get behind scandal? Cause I think we had talked about it, how the ratings weren't what they used to be. Not that it was ever really a ratings juggernaut, but it did better. And also you had the empire effect, which is, you know, everybody was talking about that show. Like that was the show that everyone was like, you must watch, you must watch. And I feel like scandal kind of got lost in that so like 
it, like the true fans stuck with it. You, yeah. you, you know what I mean? So that season, it set it off for me because I was like, okay, this is where we're going. Like, this is what this season is going to be about. This is where the characters are going. I felt like there was a lot of groundwork laid. And we saw right away that Cyrus was on, was going to be on the outside looking in and that Abby was going to have to figure out how to insert herself into Fitz, Fitz's life and make her role known, like really define what her role was going to be. And Melly had to define what her role was going to be, not being the president's wife. So I felt like the kickoff episode was a game changer. Wow. Yeah, I agree with that because I really enjoyed um, the kickoff episode. I thought that the conversation that Liv was having with Fitz um, about everything that was going on was really, really good. And it was very much so foreshadowing. It foreshadowed what was to come. So that was really interesting to me. What... um, so scandal is said to have mimicked real life events, right? So because it mimicked real life events, let me mm-hmm. turn this off because I'm getting distracted. <laughs> scandal is said to have mimicked real life events with Hollis, well, with U.S. politics. But in the end, Hollis lost the Republican mm-hmm. nomination and our real life Hollis didn't. He became the president. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think scandal would have changed if Hollis had become the Republican nom- nominee instead of Melly. Oh, I, I almost wish they had a went that route. I hate to say it, right. <laughs> I because I really like the character of Hollis. Like I really like that he he is a character that has never changed from the from season one to where it is to where he is now if you know what i mean like all the other characters have gone through these growths and changes and hollis has just always been hollis he's about his money he's about his power and he doesn't really care who he has to step on to get it you know he he will use you to get what he what he wants that's 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 it so um (laughs) i was i just would have to like seen hollis spar a little bit more with people maybe that's why i'm like just just go there take it there just let him be the idiot that he is because he's not really an idiot though i think that's the difference between like hollis and this guy that you know we got now hollis is kind of smart he knows a little bit of something he just plays like he doesn't because he's like i i'm okay with just being the money you know what i mean like he he doesn't care he just wants what he wants. So I think they should have went there, but it would have been. Don't you find different. it a problem though, that he hasn't grown in four entire years? Like, like, I'm just, like <laughs> that does not say, oh, yay. That I, says this person is stagnant and does not evolve. That's a problem. That's true. It, it does, but you know what you're getting. Though. Yeah, I think what I had a conversation like, on Twitter earlier today with one of our uh, listeners and talking about the fact that there are so many changes within the characters, but that's the nature of being in. Mm-hmm. That's the nature of the show. That's the nature of being in in politics and this universe. Like you cannot stay mm-hmm. so so connected to what you want your outcome to be that you're not willing to edit or change or modify or roll with the punches. You have to be connected to the fact that in this world, in this universe, uh, Shondaland, not Shondaland, but Scandal 
we are actually revolving around Olivia. Everything revolves around her. It doesn't revolve around. And this is the conversation I had to. It doesn't revolve right. around Olitz. It doesn't revolve around Olake. It doesn't revolve around Huckleberry Quinn. It revolves around right. one central character. Mm -hmm. so to me, right. the, the situation with Olivia, not even Olivia, but with Hollis, I would have thought that you would have liked to see some growth in his character. I know he's a backstabbing something of something. Of, <laughs> I'm trying to stop cursing, so. <laughs> yeah. He's a back because he stole Nelly's uh, whole campaign. Uh, well, we're not going to go there yet. He did. He did. Heal. He's yeah. He, um, he did Melly dirty. All right. So yeah. <laughs> but this is the man that wasn't willing to help his daughter. Like, come on. It's. He, he was, and then he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, so, you know, <laughs> you ain't lying. He was like, shit, I remember that. I, okay, that's it, bitch. Like, no. like, <laughs> you are not lying. That is the truth. All right, so Kamara says, um, yes, Paris yeah. is burning. Whoa, Hollis versus Papa Pope. Um, I want to see that. Mm -hmm. So what do you want to see with Hollis versus Papa Pope? What do you want them to have a showdown? Oh, it would have been nice if they were candidates, if he was like yeah. kind of backing right. or something like that. But you know what? We we are set up really well for this next season um, because when you think about it, and this is skipping all the way ahead to F, um, 5B, but, but when you think about it, yeah. either way, we have a candidate on either side, Republican and Democrat. So it kind of this chess move is is off the chain. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Mm -hmm. so, does yeah. anybody really care about Hollis? We have fifteen other characters that need development before him. L, come on, need to come on, L. Who's the fifteen other characters? Because the other characters are moving and evolving. David <laughs> had a whole. David had a love triangle. Well, they're dead. You know, in, 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 yeah. David, talk about a character that hasn't developed. Let's stick with David. Like, come on. David has developed. He, he tried to be a Mac daddy. Everybody had a love triangle this season, though. Everybody nah. had a love triangle because <laughs> David had a love triangle. Um, Cy um, had a love triangle. It was a gross love triangle. Cy <laughs> had a gross love triangle. Yeah. Who I just, saw that coming? I was just I like... We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk okay. about that. No, no. I was excited. Mm -hmm. LD told me that we can't talk about it, y'all. Mm -hmm. My bad. I was too I was too happy. She wanted to quash no. my joy. <laughs> All right. So the relationships on Scandal are pretty toxic. Why do you think that the people keep going back to each other, like relying on each other? Like, for example, Edison and Olivia, Jake and, well, hell, anybody, <laughs> Huck and Quinn and... Melly right. and Fitz. Why True. do you think that in the toxicity they still keep going back to the relationships that are there? Why? Because they know at the end of the day, these are the people that they can be them true their true selves with. They can't be Melly, Melly can't be Melly with the people that she's in her political party. She has to always pretend to be something that she's not because she's always trying to get somewhere. Mm. And Huck and Quinn 
are the only two who could understand why they would do what they do. No one else could understand why you would feel the need to torture someone, why that would why that would give you a sense of purpose or a sense of freedom or whatever you want to say it gives them. It gives them something and no one else is going to understand that. So they go back because they know that they can be their you true think selves. So? I, and they're crazy. <laughs> oh, that as well, huh? <laughs> and as an aside, nuts, <laughs> nuts, bag of nuts. So, um, Cassandra yeah. says that uh, <laughs> I vote for Rowan to die. Literally, she's sick of, sick of him. Oh, um, Kamara says that she feels that why she feels we they go back Papa because Pope. it's comfortable. And she also says that David is weak. He really needs to man up. L says the show has too many regulars. I need some people to die. L, <laughs> look. We are not going back to the season of death on Sandy Scandal here. Look, I do not want anybody. Okay. They kill. They have killed more people on Scandal than the AIDS epidemic. I mean, <laughs> just like I am so. I'm like, look, <laughs> I am I mean, tired of that. Um, and yeah. then I had another comment up here. Elle said yeah. the show has. Oh, she. Oh, I read that. Charity said Hollis versus Papa Pope would have been off the chain. Awesome. What is going on with y'all? <laughs> like, y'all just. Y'all just want bloodbaths. People died in the street. It wasn't, wasn't, um, what's the dude's name that died in the middle of the street? Season three. Wasn't James enough? James. It was such a heartbreak James. when James died. And now you got Michael raising <laughs> Ella and taking care of Cy with his old crazy behind. Oh, it's too uh, much. Uh, da, 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 da. If Hollis won, just... what would he do with Papa Pope? Could he hmm. handle him? What, who would run the country? I think if Hollis were to win and he had to deal with Papa Pope, I think they would have gotten along very, very well, to be honest, because both of them are, are, let's just call it like, go ahead, say that. No, I was going to say, let's just call it like it is. Papa Pope would be Mike Pence and Hollis would be Trump. And see, I'm okay with that. Like Papa Pope would just come in and be like, go sit. Here's a phone. You think so? Something is going on with your audio. Papa Pope would lock him in a closet or something. Oh, we would never that, see okay. Hollis again. You said you I, I asked audio. you to think so. You were saying something. What did you say? Okay. I said Papa Pope would make Hollis disappear and we would just never know that the president is dead. <laughs> he so he wouldn't impeach get him impeached he would just murder him like that's a great solution there <laughs> no wow. yeah, he would I, yeah, <laughs> yeah El said nobody on the show has any friends what do they do on the weekends <laughs> okay so I just think that the, the relationships are toxic yeah. because if you look at it, it's almost like they got Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> like you, you, not that the people are captors of anybody, but with Melly and Fitz, with looking at that situation between them and Melly literally going back to him saying, Oh, Fitz, you know, you need me. I need you too. It's, it's, it's sick. <laughs> like You don't love him. He doesn't love you. But y'all are still stuck in some kind of, and I know a I know a large part of it is the fact that Melly wants what she wants for her future, and she feels like she's owed it. And honestly, 
after watching season five without any of y'all, you know, just throwing in your chiming, not doing it with the the whole Twitterverse and all of that stuff, watching season five, I feel some <laughs> kind of way about Melly. I feel some kind of way about her. Yeah. I actually feel like Melly is, and I've I've said this before, and Katrina talked me down from the ledge, but I honestly feel like Melly is due, and she's being shafted, really. Um, so that's my opinion. Y'all may not agree, but that's how I feel about it. Tell me what y'all feel in the comments. What do you think, Eldia? I do. That Millie is owed something? I, I've never, I've never felt that way. I think Millie knew what she was signing up for. Um, I, I think she was owed a shot, a fair shot. I say that. I don't think she's owed something. So maybe then she is owed something. So she was owed a fair shot to be her own person and to make her own mark in the world. But Melly just doesn't connect to the people. I don't I don't know what to say. Elle wanna murder people and she, she doesn't connect. Elle, I'm sorry. I need you to calm down, Elle. <laughs> She in the comments murdering everybody. She got an AK-47 and she is shooting it off. No, so I agree. Um, she says, Elle says nobody's entitled to the presidency, including Melly. I don't believe that she's entitled to the presidency. I believe she's owed. And I do agree with you, Eldia, at the fact that she knew what she was signing up for when she got with Fitz. She knew what she was signing up for when they got married. However... She also deserves to have the same mm -hmm. sacrifice, the level of sacrifice that she's given to Fitz, that she's, she deserves it back. She does, she does deserve it back. Like just imagine Fitz lost Jerry too, but it's a little bit different when you have a child out yeah. your vagina. I'm just sorry, that's just the truth. It's a little bit different. <laughs> LD was like, let me sit back, cause what? <laughs> it's yeah. a little bit different. So your son died, so. Yeah. So that Fitz yeah. could stay the president, that's number one, okay? That's a lot to deal with as it is. Like I remember watching the episode where her and little Jerry, her and Fitz and little Jerry were in the bedroom. And he said something about my son. And they just had a moment where they looked at each other. They lost a son. And they lost a son to his presidency. Not only did... um I see that mm -hmm. moment, but I also saw the moment where, like, the, when you think about it, when she was on that balcony and she was, you know, standing there, she said, look, I paid the valet for me to, or I said, I asked the valet to let me in or whatever, and I'm not going to tell you which one or whatever the case may be. When she had that conversation with him and she was standing out there, she literally was like, what have you sacrificed for me? I mean, I'm waiting. I want the receipts. Tell me what fits his sacrifice for Ellie. Cassandra said, yes, we have really been hard on Melly. What has Fitz sacrificed for Melly? Tell me. I want to know. Give me the receipts because I could give you receipts on what Melly has sacrificed for Fitz. What Olivia is now sacrificing for Fitz or has sacrificed in season 5A for Fitz. What receipts do you have for what Fitz has sacrificed for either one of them? We gonna let Miss Katrina answer that. Katrina she gonna get you, and you. I'm not in it. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. So I need yeah. receipts. That's Langston. Langston, I need receipts. Langston, tell me what Spitz has sacrificed for Melly or for um for, Langston, for Olivia. Come on, what has he sacrificed? 
Yeah, we can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. Represent, represent for Kayla. Langston. Kayla. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Come on. Kala. It's actually Kala. Uh, <laughs> Kala. So, um, Four what has Fitz orchid. sacrificed? I, I can't say that there's. Yes. yes. What is for Olivia? I can't say that, that you know what after after yes. after Anybody. reviewing and you know and constantly hearing everybody tell what they've sacrificed, um, I have to say that everybody <laughs> has been ride or die for Fitz, but Fitz has been exactly. ride or die for no one. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, and we can't and we can't just we can't just talk about we can't just talk about um, Melly and Olivia. Let's talk about Cyrus too, because I was. In reviewing that uh, that uh, episode where you know he was kind of like trying to side slyly, you know, pull Cyrus back in so he wouldn't tell anybody about it was five, him six. having seen the tape of five, Olivia six. being kidnapped. Yes, yes, and um, you know, and and that whole scene where Cyrus lays out everything he remembers from seventeen years ago, and you know. Mm-hmm. Fitz couldn't remember anything at first, but ultimately, you know, when it comes down to it, Fitz can can remember some shit when his ass is on the fire when he knows he needs to yeah, he knows he needs to come up with some stuff. And that's not to say that that's not to say that I don't like Fitz. That's just to say that Fitz, you know, has some accountability issues. And I can't I really honestly cannot say that Fitz has, you know, sacrificed anything for anyone i mean because if you go back and recount all the times that fitz has said i um especially that that scene where melly was supposed to go into the noah uh baker interview and you know and he went in there and you know Uh basically called himself um you know throwing himself on his own sword by telling melly you know yes i used you i did this i did that yeah he he did do that he that was probably one of the most honest speeches that he's ever given but at the same time it was it was a playbook he has a playbook and when and when uh cyrus then tried to go back in to let him know that i'm still in your corner i'm still this i'm still that he still dismissed he yep. still dismissed cyrus told Melody, and then uh and then man out cyrus i was like was, Right. Cyrus was Cyrus. Cyrus was brutal. Cyrus was brutal when he went back because it's like you talk about a woman scorn. Don't mess with no, don't mess with a gay man because that brother he went he went uh-huh. back he, he went mm-hmm. back in there and told me he went back there and told Melly you know what yeah. he played you get out we're going let's go and it's hell. like. He was, I mean, it was like, he, I, he, said, he was basically, he was basically, I've been manipulated, you've been manipulated, I'm tired of this mess, let's yes. walk, let's go. And I never noticed until the second, you know, until reviewing for the second time, do you realize that Melly and Cyrus were dressed exactly in the same exact color as the gray and a gray and kind of maroon palette as I they did. sat in the back of the yep. limousine as they yes. were leaving? And I was like, that I said, wow, that was that's kind of you know it kind of brought that whole thing together. Oh, I was just talking about. Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. But anyway, they were. Go ahead, Langston. No, it's. I'm not sure what's happening here. Okay. But <laughs> um, 
But anyway, I just want to real quickly, yeah. just real quickly ask you guys, how have you been? How have we been? Okay. All right. So I didn't, I didn't, we didn't hear what you said. What did you say? I have to do something yeah. now. So um, I will be off camera momentarily. Aldea, you are on camera. So, um, so I don't know what you okay. asked Langston, but I know what I, I have am. to do to correct I... what you know. <laughs> All right. So the the thing that we were talking about, um, uh, Langston, was really about the fact that the relationships, yes, the relationships on Scandal are toxic. What do you think about those relationships? Mm -hmm. Because we covered that before you got back on. Okay. Um, well, let's let's move on to what were some of your favorite quotes from season five? Mm -hmm. Wow. Ooh, I didn't really write down quotes. That's going to be hard. Um, I'm trying to think back really quickly. My favorite quote. Mm. No, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I... Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Quotes. I can't. Yeah. Mm. There are a lot of things that Cyrus said. Probably didn't Millie have a. Go ahead. Mm hmm. Cyrus had some good ones this year. No, but I was going to say Jaha and I were talking about the Millie thing. And I feel like I remember Millie having a quote. Was it in a I think it was in a scene with Olivia where she said, I deserve this. That might have been one of my favorite quotes because it was it was about um, when she was given this. I think it was in Langston. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But didn't Olivia go into like Olivia Pope mode on her and she was asking her, like, why do you want this? What do you want? And Melly gave this big speech and it kind of ended with I deserve this. Am I am I correct? I believe if you're talking about when she uh, when she was actually running for president, when she was trying to convince her to work her campaign. Yes. Mm hmm. OK. Can you hear me, Eldia? Eldia. OK. I don't know what's going on. Yes, I can hear you. <laughs> I can hear you. All right. So <laughs> awesome. Okay. So favorite quotes. Did y'all like, have I, can hear you. I wrote a couple oh. down. The president and his band of West Wing hippies from 5-1. I thought that was the funniest thing. Sally is hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we need to do Look, like I a had whole some, episode had some of stuff. Sally in her uh, season five. Oh like, my God. Uh, put that out there. Uh, that's a, that's yeah, a her, her lovers of liberty. Why is Sally acting like, look, why is Sally um, acting like she didn't murder her whole husband? <laughs> like she exposing people. I'm like, you are murderous. I know. <laughs> but look, that that is still Cyrus's and Melly's fault. That is right, Cyrus's fault. But and I have to fault. tell you, in watching and rewatching uh, these, you know, first nine episodes, it was uh, Sally is sinister. Mm -hmm. I mean, the way the close-ups that they would do on her and the, the way she would just lower into her guttural, her guttural Southern toad and just say, look at him, America. 
<laughs> she was truly sinister in her in her um in her narrations. And I guess you could call Sally like the Greek chorus of scandal during season five. Actually, didn't she start that whole Lovers of Liberty mm -hmm. situation during um, season four? Is that correct? Season yeah. four? I'm not sure. Did she? Hello? All right. So let me read some of the I comments. I believe so. Because they're, yeah. they're stacking up. Elle says, I think Elle it, says yeah, why y'all acting like Melly didn't have ulterior motives for everything she did? She didn't do anything out of love for Fitz. I think we all have had this conversation before, Elle. I don't know if you were here during this this session of time, but um, you can't have a whole three entire babies out your vagina and not have no love for somebody. That's just not realistic. And then um, she says she didn't do anything for love out of Fitz. Cyrus and Melly wanted to wanted the oval. They used Fitz to get there, but they didn't have the oval. Regardless of whether or not Olivia or 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 Abby or Melly, Melly never had the oval, number one, or even Cyrus. They never really had it. They were running, they were controlling Fitz, not necessarily controlling the world or the United States. Um, and then Moretta says, why does Fitz have to sacrifice? Everyone has used Fitz. Fitz is not a victim. Okay. A victim of white privilege? No, Moretta. No, Fit, Moretta. Yeah, Fit, let's get that clear. <laughs> it's not true. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Mm -mm. Going back to favorite quotes, one is one. I did have a Melly quote. I found it, and it was like Melly said, "I got here because I managed to escape you, like Liv managed to escape you." I'll tie it into the whole Fitz thing. I thought that was an awesome quote from Melly. Hmm. Yeah, I like that one. Fitz stayed in presidency. He didn't want due to the manipulation she put him through the whole marriage. The 10 years he stayed with her, not knowing, wait, not knowing what the hell was wrong with her. <laughs> he sacrificed the life he truly wanted. He never really wanted to run okay. for the president. He was pushed into it. Okay, you the you're the highest in the land the highest person in the land and you're, you're, you're sacrificing yourself. Like, look, Melly said this at the end of season five that, you know, she always, she said, I, not, unlike you, I want this. You always wanted to like, kind of not take this job or something like that. Y'all know the quote I'm talking about. It was when they were standing at that podium, but mm -hmm. I, I agree. He didn't yeah. want it and, and that's fine, mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that he sacrificed himself to be there. What about all the illegal favors Fitz has done for Olivia? Charity, those right. were not sacrificing um, things, sacrificing behaviors. He got some poom poom for that. He got sugar thighs. He got yeah, he got sugar those. thighs for that. I'm talking crazy, Charity. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap, the Fitz. <laughs> you got another one of my favorite quotes. Oh, gosh. That's... So my favorite Ronin quote was, when he said, if I only went where I was welcomed, <laughs> I'd never leave the house. <laughs> that was a good one. Nah. Oh, snap. The fits of Tony Goldwyn lovers are oh. in the house. Hey, y'all. Oh, hush, Cassandra. Yeah. <laughs> Moretta talking about, hey. <laughs> it was all about the power that Melly wanted in Cyrus and Liv. Nah. That's true, mm -hmm. Kamara. I totally agree. Elle says Cyrus was a gay Republican. Melly was a woman. They knew they mm -hmm. had extra obstacles that Fitz wouldn't have to overcome any 
instead of doing the extra work to get there themselves, they use fits instead. But honestly, that's where they're at now. So they really didn't need fits to get to where they are right now. Um, Annette says yeah. Fitz didn't ask for That's those true. sacrifices. In many cases, he didn't know what was what was happening until things were decided. That's because he ostriched himself. He put his head in the sand. Okay, Kamara says, "Look, y'all are not going to convince yeah. me that mm -hmm. Fitz did not participate in the fact that he wanted to be mm -hmm. a president. Number one, he did. He became president. If you really didn't want it, then don't do it. I mean, right. it's not that hard. It, the word is no. It's too simple." Yeah, N O. I don't want it. I'm not gonna do it. It's not hard. Oh, famous quote: "Nothing as pithy as keeping it real." Episode miseducation of Susan. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kamara says, "Yes, that's my favorite quote." Wait, no, it's nothing as nothing as pithy as the fish rots from the head. You don't yell at me in the oval. <laughs> Where can I yell at you? I want to go there. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, Susan. One of my favorite quotes was from Jake. I've gone from being his bitch to yours. Yes, that was a good one. <laughs> I was like, eh, yeah. yes, get it in. That let me know that that relationship ain't going nowhere. Another one of my favorites was um, not all fairy tales have the happy have happy endings, my dear. That was from the queen. Um, live. Uh, it's Liv. She's the best in the business. The president's about to get poked. I love when Abby said that. Um, Mr. President, you don't want to be just like any... No, you, yeah. Mr. President, you don't get to be just like anyone else. That's not the job you signed up for. That was Susan. I love when she said that because that is absolutely the flip-flopping truth. He has never realized he cannot be like everyone else. You are the president. Just right. like when he had all them sluts running through there and running up into... Come on, sir. What are you doing? What is this? You nod your head and you got vagina waiting for you in the bedroom? This is weird. Like, who does this? Especially shouldn't, the president oh, especially oh. shouldn't do that. And then um, I trust this administration as far as I can throw them and I can't throw it all. I've got a bad back. That was Noah. And 5-3, that was one of my favorites too. And then Olivia, when she said to him, mm. sit there and watch me choose you. Oh, that was awesome. I was like, yes. Um, then my last one is thing one and thing two. In a recent addition to the bestiary, you're his Monica, his Marilyn, his Mama Macharona. Leo is hilarious. Leo is one of my favorite characters. I don't know about y'all, <laughs> but I love me some Leo. Melly wouldn't be there without the grant name is yeah. what Elle says. Um, what is that? I agree, Jaha. He wanted to be president. Remember when he cried on Liv's shoulders and said, I want it, Liv. Yes, Annette. Bring the receipts, Annette. Yes, bring it. See? Love it. Um, who the hell goes from that to the president? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then Moretta says she loves Leo. Yeah, he, he did say that. So okay. He did say he wanted it. So Sally was... A, was Go ahead. He wanted it for sure. Sally was an integral part in season five with her comments in the Lovers of Liberty report. Does anybody... Oh, what is going on here? Who's... Was that you? Nice seeing you back. I just was oh, waiting. I was yeah, like, come so on, get to the Sally. Sally had so much to say in her Lovers of Liberty report. 
what do you feel her role is, has become now that she's no longer vice president, now that she's no longer, well, she is still a murderess, but <laughs> what do you feel her role is? Has, she's a murderer. I'm that. sorry. Y'all, I'm never letting it go. So. Cyrus and Whatever. No, it ain't. They Nobody made her to kill somebody with a damn letter opener. That's not true. <laughs> so, so okay, tell me what you feel her role has become <laughs> on Scandal. She is the truth seeker, as she says. She is here for the people. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> I Sally's role. I love. I actually didn't like her when she was in the White House and I've come to love her now that she's out of the White House and she is like an adversary, but not like a typical adversary because in her mind, she really is mm. searching for the truth. She doesn't think that she's doing anything outside of that. You, you know, so her thought process is I need to seek the truth because I need to speak directly to the, the American people because she has had interactions with these people. She has worked with these people and she knows that they lie, cheat, and steal. She she knows. So she just wants to lift the rug up and be like, this is who these people are. Because in a lot of ways, she probably feels like she was wronged and that they left her out to dry, so to speak. When she was no longer useful, they were like, okay, bye. So I think in her mind, she is it's really said in one episode, I'm not good at picking out vice presidents. Clearly you're not. You know, I went through three. Like, how the heck? Like, sir, um, Sandra, I agree with you. I feel oh, like um, Sally is a narrator. I feel like she's the negative narrator because she she be talking crazy. But if you, like, like Langston was saying earlier with the voice, mm -hmm. the voice is just like sinister. Lovers of li that is sinister. <laughs> The devil right. made Sally do it. Okay. <laughs> Who's in here talking yeah. about the devil? And then, <laughs> and then she put on my nerves. That's so funny. Jaha uh, Fitz also risked being blown up to go camp campaigning in Ohio against Liv's instructions. Someone who doesn't want to be the president wouldn't do that. She said the devil made Sally, Sally do it. Sally is the female Bill O'Reilly minus the sexual harassment. Oh, I like that, Moretta. Go ahead, girl. Kamara says Ooh, she's a spoiler yeah. who has realized she has more power on her TV show than she did when she was VP. She That's absolutely true. She intends to use it right or wrong with her sanctimonious self. <laughs> I love y'all. Y'all the best audience ever. <laughs> How many of you are okay with Olivia's version or her sense of right and wrong? How many of you are okay with that, with her her version of right and wrong? Eldia. That's, that's, that's a tough one. Cause I feel like there are times I agree with her and then there's times where I'm like, what the hell is she doing? What, what, what is going on with her? Um, but I think that's like the journey of, of life. I feel like everybody's, sense of what's right and what's wrong is different from person to person. And I think part of the problem is we're always trying to in, 
you know, trying to get other people to see what our sense of right and wrong is and be like, well, you need to do it this way. And I think Olivia was like that in the, like the season one and season two, that, that was how she did her job. And she did it so effectively. Cause she was like, this is right. This is wrong. So you need to do this and don't even, don't even think about doing it the other way. And then I feel like she kind of got thrown off because she started to question her own sense of what was right and what was wrong. You, you know what I mean? And it led her on this path to where she, like she said, she couldn't trust her gut anymore. And I feel like we've kind of gotten back to her saying to hell with it. I'm just going to go with what I know is right. And I, I like that, Olivia. I prefer that, Olivia. I don't like the whiny, wimpy. Oh, the human version of much, Olivia, who so. a woman is. <laughs> I like that strong, Olivia. I don't like that weepy <laughs> woman that's laying on the floor yes. and crying in a puddle of tears. Not that yes. one. We all have that side <sighs> to us, even if we have the strong side. I, I couldn't. I, I don't know. We do. Mm -hmm. That's true. <laughs> but, but I, I want to see it. I didn't like that side of her. I'm sorry. Stop being all that human up on my TV. Human is not for me. So, um, <laughs> human. He's not human. I think that's why Fitz fell in love with and her I, because he didn't think she was human. I think that's part of the appeal. I think that's why I fell apart too. I think that's also why she yeah. ended up exactly because then she became human. <laughs> so y'all are going to y'all are going to hate this because <laughs> I have flip flopped on y'all a little bit. I honestly now don't like don't hate Jake as much. So I'm not going to be bashing him like that. I'm actually probably be taking up for him on a couple of occasions. Um, I know Katrina ain't going like that, but however. Um, hey, when you let a girl take a step back, I'm just saying when you let a girl take a step back. You know, see, see what happened was what happened was Jaha found out that Columbus Short is trying to come back, and she's like, "I don't need to hate on Jake because they're gonna bring back Harrison, and I can what just is hate on Harrison again." When come back as no zero percent. No, Shonda okay. don't want them problems. This dude has gone from bad I to worse. I don't know. I don't know, but like. But like all over his social media, he's been, he, I know, right? But like all over his social media, like the past like month and a half, it's been like nothing but like scandal related, like all these throwback Thursdays and all these, oh, I I'm like, what is going you know on? Who, like he, who he Har really is trying Columbus to Short reminds me of? I want you to guess, Eldia. The dude that was on That's So Raven, I'm sure. the dude that was on That's So Raven <laughs> that came out with the with the, 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 oh, the diamond on his finger talking yeah. crazy in his videos mm -hmm. and then came out with a whole yeah, yeah. so that's who yeah. Harrison mm -hmm. or Columbus Short reminds me of and I just don't think yeah. Shonda Rhimes want to deal with that, that type of black like y'all <laughs> were talking about before like they're different levels of black no. yeah no. nobody mm -hmm. want to deal with that <laughs> that's a level of mm -hmm. black that don't nobody want to mm -hmm. deal with nobody wants to mess with that <laughs> nobody sorry. So, um, Cassandra said, yeah. somebody said Olivia is schizophrenic. Moretta, yeah. stop it. <laughs> like, where, where'd you get that from? So, Moretta says Olivia is schizophrenic, which I don't agree with. Cassandra says, I agree with Olivia's sense of right and wrong. Sometimes she feels like a nut. Sometimes she don't. <laughs> and her Almond Joy's voice, gross. I cannot believe you made me read that, Cassandra. <laughs> 
Camara, most of the time, but lately she's been fighting with herself because <laughs> things have become so murky and gray. Um, Annette, I didn't like the crying on the bed, Olivia, in season two. Moretta says, oh my God, Jada bumped her head. <laughs> Jake has no damn purpose. Jake has no damn purpose. Okay, she wrote that a million times in the comments, so I'm just not going to read any more of them. Um, but <laughs> she's a little upset about that. I'm sorry, girl. That's just that's just where I came Tell from with the, really with the conclusion. So the speech Olivia made... Um, and five one, and then about waiting, and then seeing the results of their relationship later on. Do you think that was uh, foreshadowing in the relationship with her and Fitz, or are they not quite over yet? Mm, that's I don't. You know what I come. That's a tough question for me because I agree with you. I think the show does center around mm -hmm. Olivia, not around the couples. So she is, she was trying that. I think that her saying wait was her way of committing. If that, if do you understand what I'm saying? Because she only likes to offer up so much of herself. She can't give herself completely to him and to their relationship. There's always something holding her back so i think it was a, a was a was a foreshadowing of what was going to come because not that she was necessarily looking for an out but she's always willing to take mm. the out that is giving nelly goes back to the white house in five two only to get her feelings hurt at the end of the episode why <laughs> just i just need to know why somebody explain to me why tell me that why melly went back while y'all explain in the comments LD is going to go ahead and respond. Tell me why she went back. She went back for closure. She went, I think she went back for closure. Honestly, I think there was a part of her, you know how like when you end a relationship, you know that it's over. You know, you like, you know, there's no, there's nothing there, but you, for some reason, you don't have that sense. You need something to just really tell you or show you so that you can really start to believe it you know like in her heart she knew but in her head she was like but maybe so i think she went back to get that final sense of closure and that and so when he when he really gave it to her you i didn't to me she wasn't hurt she was partially hurt but more like okay now i now i like really know and you saw melly from that point on she she moved on she didn't circle back or try to you know sneak her way back in or she didn't even take an opening if it was presented to her she was like that's it we're done he he made it clear and yeah i'm mm -hmm. i'm gonna go be about melly so now. we have some comments in the chat room um <laughs> i'm not reading that cassandra thank you very much um l says she came back because she had nowhere else to go. Annette says, I think Melly never expected Fitz to leave her, especially after 25 years. Agreed. Elle says she was living with Cyrus at one point. What? What happened? No, she was just there for, for snacks and comfort food. Not, no. All that. She no. wasn't living with him. Like, I don't yeah. think Michael wanted to deal no. with those kind of problems. <laughs> Melly thought. Annette said Melly thought 25 years was something. She sure did, but apparently they didn't because Fitz was like, get out. I don't be like, you got your breath all up in my face, sir. Mm -hmm. The shenanigans. 
All right. So when Jake brings Liv, what do I think what it meant? Think it meant. Is that what you asked? Yeah. What did she? What was? What do you? I get what you guys are saying, but what did Melly think? Yeah. What did Melly think the twenty-five years meant? <laughs> they didn't mean they didn't anything. Mean anything. Nothing. Why would? Why would? What impression did he give her that they meant something ever? I'm like Jaha. What has fit? What did? What? No, Melly. No. Yeah, that's my feelings. That's how I feel about it. When Liv brings, well, when Jake brings Liv the compromise of beer rather than the high class $5 wine from where he's from, and you see um, this whole situation and then the type of background that Liv is from and how that kind of contrasts, does it make you question her attraction to Jake? Now here y'all can chime in with all your crazy. <laughs> just just throw it in the comments with your, with your Jake hate. <laughs> throw it all up in there. Go ahead now. Kamara says, I don't think <laughs> I refuse to talk about Jake. <laughs> what? I'm on a podcast and talk about scandal, but I'm not talking about Jake. Like what? Kamara <laughs> says, I don't think they're over yet, but I think they both need to do some work on themselves. I will say this. If Liv gets back, gets to be back in the White House, she will find out that it's not the same anymore. It will take her a minute to figure out why. Why? Because Fitz isn't there. There was one point where they worked perfectly together and they were at their best. Once Fitz leaves office, all that will be gone. Success is nothing without someone to love to share it with you. So Charity says, my hate for Jake makes me so numb that I can only say, okay, never mind. Jesus Christ. Thank y'all for y'all's productive addition to the conversation. <laughs> so, okay, this is what I think about Jake and Olivia and their relationship in the relationship with Fitz, because y'all are just throwing out hate Jake stuff. Y'all ain't giving me no productive criticisms that I can latch onto and work with y'all on. So, Put that in the comments. Some con constructive conversation. He looked good in the. He looked good say? in the. Uh -huh. I said he looked good in the uniform. No, there you go. I don't agree at all. Ugh. I still find Scott. Yeah, I still find really? Scott really unattractive. Like he's to me still raw chicken chest. Like I, I will never not think that. However. <laughs> However, I believe that the relationship with Olivia and Jake is of such that she could just be her full self with him. And he's always there for her. Now, I'm not saying that Fitz wouldn't want to be there for her, but he's running an entire country and he cannot be there for her in the way that Jake has been there for her. And none of y'all can deny that he has been there for her on every right. occasion. Even when she didn't want him to be, even when she didn't ask him to be, he's always been there. Now, to me, it's a little weird when you start your relationship virtually stalking somebody because you're watching them through a TV screen and they have no idea that you're watching them. Little weird, little something to that. But she got over it. So we need to as well. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, Jake has really, to right. me, shown that he will go above and beyond for Olivia, period. Now, the sacrifice we talked about earlier, exactly. Right. The sacrifice we first. talked about earlier with Fitz, Fitz has not done that. He has done his best to do things like that, 
but he can't physically be there as much as Jake. And on top of that, he's not, okay, so with the presidency, him being the president, her being Olivia or whatnot, when you think about the reason it didn't work while they were together, it has a lot to do with the fact that Fitz was never really available to Olivia. So now that the reality is he's served Melly with divorce papers, she's there all the time, she's in his face, they have relationship that is, is above and beyond what they had before, which is not just a booty call and stolen moments and hidden passions and behind closed doors and nobody else knows about it. It's a little challenging for her to get over or to deal with that. That's the way it seems to me because when she has Jake, that's not a full-on relationship either. When she has Fitz, that's not a full-on relationship either. So she's just in the middle of half relationships. She doesn't know how to be in a full relationship. And I guess that's even the case when she was with Edison. Because even Edison was like, just tell me you never love me. Like, just give me some closure because I still got feelings for you. That's why he bitter and mad and angry. <laughs> so that's how, right. that's how I feel <laughs> about the whole situation. Oh, they, they've been going in on the comments here. Okay, know, so right? let's go through. Here comes Jaha and her newfound love for Jake. Moretta, do not play these games. <laughs> Nobody said that they love Jake. I just said that this is what I'm seeing um, as, like, if y'all would scale back your hate a little bit and look at the show objectively, because that's literally what I did was look at it objectively to see what was going on between why Olivia keeps going back to Jake and even why at the end of season five, she was like, I love you. He's the lesser of two evils. Not saying that that Fitz is evil, but all the responsibilities Fitz ended up putting on her shoulders, mm -hmm. basically stuff that she didn't want to be. Even like when Melly had that conversation when she was looking yeah. for her hooch, Melly said, when you come in here, you become a statue. You literally saw Olivia turn into stone. Y'all literally saw that. So don't act like y'all are on here and y'all didn't see Olivia just totally not be herself mm -hmm. anymore. She was talking about fucking snickerdoodles. Now, come on, man. Like, <laughs> she was talking about a cookie. She was like, ooh, I have a problem. Ooh, ooh, what's the problem? And so she goes and she's like, there was a cookie. Olivia's looking at her like, girl, what? A cookie? Are you serious right here with this? <laughs> Come on, y'all. Come on. Y'all saw her turn to stone and y'all didn't say a word. So don't even act like y'all are over here knowing that that relationship wasn't the best or ideal when Ooh. she was in the White House. In the White House, like y'all said, the White House would be different if she goes back. But when she was in the right. White House, the problem is that she was now doing things that would not allow her to be her full self. Y'all know that's the truth. Hey, let's just we get to see you and everything. We about to go. We about to go off. Hey, there, but <laughs> it's nice to Ooh. <laughs> All right. So um let's see. He's her bitch, always has been. That's L. Um, I think the connection with Jake and Liv is that they both have been abused by Rowan. Exactly. That's literally what I was thinking, Annette. Annette, you are let me give you a pound through the through the ooh. Yes. She they can relate in a way to each other. Yes, what? Jake and Olivia can relate in a way to each other that Olivia cannot relate in a way to fits with. So I am in total agreements with agreement with you, Annette, 
Totally, because that's literally what I thought as well. Um, Elle says, yes, Annette. Uh, Cassandra says, it's also weird because of the metaphorical incesting. Well, it is metaphorical, but they're not related. <laughs> He's a white man. She's a black woman. They're not related. Right. Yeah. They're not really brothers and sisters. Oh my god. You guys, I can't tell you what I've been through. That would be crazy. Oh hey. How you doing? PSC. Let's married, hope they don't go there. Jake is not married, girl. Get over it. <laughs> She's what is she gonna be? He is that well, don't count. He is he is married, but you know it's it's, she a, it's probably a marriage will. of convenience She's probably and probably inside check. Marriage and marriage and politics are involved in that. I mean, uh, politics and uh, scandal. Oh yeah, I forgot that about marriage. that marriage. And <laughs> I was like, she did. What? Yeah, but we'll 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 see how we'll see how it works out. But oh, by the way, for those for those who don't know, uh, we'll have a different Vanessa come this uh, season premiere. So. Um, uh, does anybody remember the uh, the teacher's wife from Glee? Oh, yes. the first season. Mm -hmm. That's who's going to be. That's who's going to be playing. Oh, the redhead. That's who's going to be playing Vanessa this season. Oh um, no 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 no! I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah no, the not the redhead. Blonde. The blonde. The blonde. The blonde. Yeah, his evil. His his evil. His wife. Yeah. Yeah. His evil wife. Um, yeah. So. So I think I think they may be going in a different direction with Vanessa. Maybe Vanessa will not be as sweet and innocent as we thought she was, because uh, this actress, this this particular actress, and unfortunately I can't remember her name right now, but she can. Uh, she was on. She she was. Well, no, she was on Bostic Public, where she played a really sweet, innocent teacher. But then on Glee, she was a completely different, you know, type. And so I think they may be. Maybe uh, Vanessa's gonna get wise to what's really going on, and she may be turning the tables on Jake and Papa Poke come this season. We'll see. I'm right here. All where right, Ms. so where did Miss Jaha go? So we are actually okay. <laughs> it's it's like you did a bewitched. And <laughs> we are actually for a going to be getting off of here and going into the after dark because it is after our time here. We have been on here for a full entire hour with you all laughing and joking and talking and all that good stuff. So we are going to do that. And for those of you that have joined us in the after dark, please go ahead and, and set your, your phasers on login because we are about to leave. Because <laughs> we're about to leave and I don't want y'all looking like we, we started without you. So please go ahead and do that. Go ahead and sign in and all that good stuff. And the after dark is... Um, coming here right shortly, right after we get off of this one. And y'all have some more comments. I'm going to read them before we go so y'all don't feel like y'all are ignored. Um, so let's see. Do you think Liv will sleep with him now that he's married? Y'all stop. Y'all acting like Liv just going around wrecking houses and stuff. <laughs> um. <laughs> although Jake, although Jake did mention that she has a type. You know, because they were having this little playful, this playful conversation where she's like, you know, you're a married man. And I can't even uh, she said, oh, you're married. I can't even tell you how silly that sounds. And he goes, well, what about you? And he was he was like, she goes, what about me? He goes, well, you clearly have a type. And she goes, what type is that? And he said, married. Thank you. 
Thank you for joining us on this episode of Scandal Fan Podcast. Don't forget to join us in the after dark. Go to dramaqueenbooks.com backslash support. We can't wait to see you on the other side.